Hello and welcome to the Real to Rank podcast, where it's Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody, in 2013, December 25th. Here we are, bringing it to you once again. What, I said 2023? 20, 20, you said 2013? You said 2013. Well, we, we you know, use the gravity drive. Everything's fucked up. Yeah, it's all... Well, they don't know that. They, see, you know, we just wanted to give you something... A feast for your ears, because where we're going, we won't need eyes. No eyes. Not where you yeah. don't need to see where we're going. Yeah, we wanted to give a, a little bit of a different flair to this holiday season, and given something that you wouldn't expect over the holidays. Mm-hmm. Has nothing to do with anything, really. No, nothing to do with Christmas. Once again, nothing to do with the holiday cheer or the holiday spirit. It has to do with spirits, though. Possibly. Kinda. Maybe. We don't know. So many, so many questions left unanswered because well, we have crossed honest. into the event horizon. Yeah, welcome to the event horizon. <laughs> 1997 you know? classic. Yeah, directed by Paul Anderson. Mr. Mm. Anderson. Welcome back. Well, showing up for the first time, really. We haven't watched any of his movies yet. Yet. Probably will, though, right? Oh, I'm sure. Mortal Kombat, and uh, he's done other stuff, I know. There's a lot of video games. Resident Evil, right? Yeah, I think so. That's right, yeah. he done a bunch of those. We'll get to those someday. God help us. God help us. Yeah, so, yeah, we just figured we'd decompress. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, you know? To get away from the dark inside. The darkness, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. I believe in a thing called love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a video game from the two thousands. Mm-hmm. I think it's based on a comic. It is based on a comic, a pretty good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the Event Horizon. It's uh, gloomy. Mm-hmm. It's uh. I, very good. So, like, a lot of the stuff that we like, there's really good set design. Oh, excellent set design. A lot of high, really good acting. High concept horror. Mm-hmm. Excellent premise. And I think what I like about it is sort of a mix of genres in a way. Because mm-hmm. it's a ghost story yeah. thing in a in a spaceship. Yeah. Like, it's it's like Mary, it's like the Mary Celeste, you know, or you just find like a, an abandoned ship and yeah. then it's like ghosts. Yeah. It's overtaken by demons or something. Yeah. It's a really Which, cool, really cool premise. Yeah. I kind of like when genres mix like that. Like mm-hmm. when you have things like demons in hell, which mm-hmm. is a weird juxtaposition, like doom does it. Yeah. But that's a bit more action y Cause this is much more, it's almost I I even have a like there's like a Lovecraftian feel where they've something's pierced into the unknown and it's just so affected by it that it's just brought it back, you know. I love that aspect yeah. of it too because it, it you're right it blends so many different great genres <laughs> so and it does it really well. Also, it's one of those where it. It could be longer, much to its benefit, but for all the time that's in it, because it's only like, what, an hour 36? uses all of that time brilliantly. Yeah, it does. It uses a, a lot of time. I just wanted more time with specific characters. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. Just to see. And I believe they cut down a lot more. Yeah, there has of, to be. Well, yeah, they. I've, I've seen it. it. Or, like, the like the ship's log of what happened in the event horizon mm-hmm. used to be was much longer yeah but they had to cut that out yeah because that's i mean even as is it's pretty hardcore it's really intense and mm-hmm. it's like a it's less than a minute mm-hmm. yeah it's perfect for christmas and then uh, you know watch it and then you're just like we're leaving <laughs> 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 that's a way to make your exit on fucking December 25th. <laughs> <We're leaving>. just, <laughs> that is probably my favorite part of the whole fucking it's movie. It's excellent Lord's because Fish. that is the most reasonable fucking thing I've ever seen anybody in a horror movie say. <laughs> <laughs> we are getting Fallen. the fuck out of here and we are destroying that ship. Yeah, I'm going to go to a safe distance and I'm going to obliterate the event horizon. Fuck this ship. Mm-hmm so good <laughs> it's it's great um well that's another yeah, thing too is nobody acts like a giant idiot that's great everybody's no. kind of reasonable except for like sam neil's character because he's a bit you know well and but even sam neil's character i think gets starts out reasonable and mm-hmm. then he gets whammied by the yeah. by the core because people that directly view it yeah. are like actually that is a thing like uh, people that directly view the core are the only people that get whammied. That's true. Like, uh, Cooper never gets whammied. No. Oh, that's such a great... Wow, I never thought of that. <laughs> here's the thing. I I might have seen this years ago, but this is like... This is probably my first time really watching this, because I think I've seen bits and pieces of this yeah. over the years. Never the whole it, thing as a complete, as a complete actually, kind of film. Actually... Actually, the more that I'm thinking about it, the more that that makes sense. Because yeah. uh, JD, the doctor, also never gets whammy. Mm-hmm. Never looked at the core. Well, wait, Cooper. I mean, do you Cooper mean the gets... core was in as it was open well, as a gate? Because Cooper tried to get Mister Justin, and he, he was did. pulling him out. But he didn't like directly stop and look at it. Like, but, but did, all was he them, always like... staying on the ship though? Because did Smitty ever have hallucinations? Smitty didn't. No. Yeah. So maybe Smitty... it was just being on that ship is what was causing it. Or I well cuz like the XO is the only one that's like close but she has them at the end. She gets whammied. Yeah. She does get whammied. I don't know, that's a good that's a good point though. I mean, I, I don't know, I'd have to like dig into it more. Yeah, we'd have to, to, to This is one of those where like a few more viewings would totally like benefit it cuz it's totally worth your time if you're a horror fan, I would say. Cuz I'm not like huge into the overall horror genre but i i think this is excellent i had a great time with this it's like a short story you know Mm-hmm. well and it, it just felt like uh reminiscent of a lot of other things that i like mm-hmm. um for one the big one is warhammer yeah um, i can totally see why 40k <laughs> people are like yeah this could totally fit because it totally works you know cross well and the guy the writer the writer of this film is a man named philip eisner and he admitted that he played a lot of 40K, so consciously or subconsciously, that was probably an influence. Yeah, but like even uh, like video games like Dead Space, I got a real Dead Space vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first Dead Space, just mostly because it's a big scary ship mm-hmm. that gets like something happens on the ship and it, it infects the crew and it kills all of them. True. You know, it's a di- different vector. But I would be surprised if the makers of Dead Space didn't at some point 
yeah. watch Event Horizon. <laughs> I mean, it has to be one of those that has such a an underscoring of people that like it and just borrowed from it into other stuff. Because I think, I think last time I was talking to you on the phone, I mentioned that uh, I think that uh, the Doctor, one of my favorite Doctor Who episodes, the Satan Pit, borrows things from Event Horizon, and I, I could totally see parallels there. So there's a lot of stuff that I think this probably influenced for people. Oh yeah, cool. Because there's just not a lot of movies like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very unique. Yeah, for all of its, and I, it's not to say that it's perfect. No, I actually it's, it's, have quite a few things. Yeah, there's that I'm there's like, definitely nah. quibbles, but it, just on the level of concept and just the look of it, and I don't know, it does it does something interesting, and so you know. Even with its flaws, I just I totally think it's uh, really solid. It's smart horror, yeah. Which uh, we yeah. don't get a lot of, like you it, know, it's really it's highbrow. Yeah, <laughs> it's... it really is. But also, it, it also lives by that maxim of almost, uh, you know, show and not tell. You know, let your mind do even more work to scare you. It's brilliant mm-hmm. that way. That's kind of what I mean by that H.P. Lovecraft feel too, because of that whole unknown and realm of the unexplored and what it does to people psychologically and the madness and yeah. well like it did to justin mm-hmm. is very love like very much lovecraft yeah yeah so yeah we'll dive right in Definitely. Uh, we got a little bit of a history lesson a little bit a little bit well first thing that happens is like we're at the paramount logo and then we just go to space oh that was wicked <laughs> that was cool yeah. um but yeah, in uh, 2015, uh, I don't know if you guys missed it. I did. But we have a moon base now. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we go to Mars yep. and start mining. And uh, now it's in 2040. A ship called the Event Horizon is lost outside of Neptune. And it's uh, like the worst space yeah. disaster. Worst disaster on record. And the year present, the present year is 2047. Yep, so, you know, close to Blade Runner, I guess. Oh, that's right, right. yeah. It's all connected. <laughs> it's all, all, every movie takes place in the same universe. Mm-hmm. It's the, someone dropped a concept on me as a sidebar of the Shakespeare theatrical universe. I was like, all Shakespeare's plays take place in the same place. I could believe that. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing, that, <laughs> there's nothing really that directly says they don't, so fuck it. The biggest crossover. Yeah, the most boring crossover in the world. <laughs> what the oh fuck are God. they going to do? One group of people betrays another group of people, and then there's just a lot of sex. <laughs> oh, my God. The fellow's meeting the Merchant of Venice. Oh. <laughs> 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 Mark Antony meets Prospero. Whoa! Oh my god. Titus Andronicus <laughs> crossing over. With, oh. I love Shakespeare oh. stuff, but that's just silly. Nah, Richard that's... III's the big villain. It, well, that's what they gotta do, yeah. And then, like, the witches of Macbeth yeah. are also there. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's just a big... Uh, a big theatrical universe. That would be silly. Let's let's make it. Let's write it. You might as well. <laughs> the STU. <laughs> that sounds painful. It's, it's all public domain. We can do it. We can have all these fuckers cross over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rosencrantz and Guildenstern meet Frankenstein. 
just like the idea of fucking <laughs> Caliban fighting Iago. <laughs> <laughs> Arguing about biting tongues yeah. or biting thumbs. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now that's. Uh... <laughs> highbrow we we read we read here <laughs> sometimes yeah i have a couple of i have a couple of those plays i do have uh fucking the tempest and macbeth somewhere yeah i uh had to read uh, a lot of them for english classes because it's what we got yeah you know? i mean if you gotta read them i mean they are good you know that's why one of these days, completely off topic, I would like to do some of the Shakespeare adaptations because, like the Richard the Third one with Ian McKellen, is fucking great. I love that. Let's, one. Uh, let's do Romeo and Juliet with uh, Leonardo oh, totally. DiCaprio. We can do that one, yeah. and we can also do Titus Andronicus, though it is it is very hardcore and very tragic. But Julie Trainer knows how to make a fucking Shakespeare movie. Well, it's, there's also one. I think I saw it where it was. Um... Well, Ethan Hawke was in it, and it was a videotape. It was that's uh, Hamlet. It was Hamlet. Yeah, that's a yeah. modern version of Hamlet. There's also fucking Kenneth Branagh's version of Hamlet, which is like four hours long, and it's so good. <laughs> or we could do The Lion King. We could do that too, <laughs> which is just Hamlet. But, Sorry but, to burst your bubble if you didn't, if yeah, you weren't aware. Yeah, if you didn't realize it's Hamlet. I mean, same with Sons. Without Anarchy, the play, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Though, I mean, a Lion King play would have been great. Mm-hmm. Simba's whole plan was to have a traveling show. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'll get him. Mm-hmm. It's a different time back then. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, uh, anyway, where are we? 2047. Uh, well, we haven't it's even now. started the movie. Yeah, 2047 present day. Flying to, Def- flying to Neptune. Well, it's a, yeah, we see Oh, the no, big we got ship. a dream. We have a dream. Yeah, it's a dream. Now. Yeah, well, and with all the floating stuff, which is yeah. the CGI floaties, which oh, are. Man. They felt very, not to knock it, they just felt very, like, video gamey, like Sega CD. Oh, man. Well, they're they're newer than that, but, yeah, they're too clean, mm-hmm. and they you can. I'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt for 1997, but gosh, man, I would. Yeah, not trying to be mean because it is. I'm sure for the if I saw this in the time period, I would have thought this was fucking dope. You know, it's just seeing it through the current lens. But no, it's it's. But yeah, we yeah get no, to, but it's it's jarring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because you got the practical set and then you got the CG, and it's just yeah, and even like the kind of liquid effects don't really totally work, but. No, well, and it's like, yeah, it, it, party just wants it to be like a little bit better, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's the kind of the pitfalls of doing a lot of digital effects like that. Yeah, I like the fact so... that they don't overdo it in this though. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Sam Neil, uh, that's where he sees the skinned guy, right? That's mm-hmm. floating around on the bridge. <laughs> yeah. The. As far as I know, the only corpse on the event horizon, they just leave him around. <laughs> yeah, he's the only one. Most everybody else was plastered on the walls. Yeah, everyone else is just like, we got to make our own like uh, catacombs here on the ship. <laughs> and... <laughs> and so... <laughs> we just got to plaster it with our... I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's people, I don't think I... 
<laughs> I don't think I want to know how they made know. it. It's know. not the answer's not going to make you happy. <laughs> anyway, Sam uh, Neil wakes up. Yep, that's a uh, Doctor Weir. Mm-hmm. He's a weird and, guy. Yeah, he, yeah, and he he wakes up and uh, you know goes to his photos with Cl- his wife Claire. And he's like, oh, I miss you. Mm-hmm. Lots of photos Head. of Claire. Misses her a lot. That Claire. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like the hook, because like everybody, like seems that that the the ship whammies also has a hook that they mm-hmm. that it digs into you. Yeah. Well, your fears it, and your kind of I think all guilt. The, oh, yeah. Anything, anything that they can ex- exploit to give you that just paranoia and fear. You know, it just wants to almost like it. You know, it wants to exploit those. Yeah. Well. It, you, uses it against you for its own ends mm-hmm. um but yeah he's a he woke up he's in low earth or low earth orbit mm-hmm. and uh we get this really cool shot as he wakes up and he's you know he shaves and then it like backs out and like rotates and we see the whole installation yeah and he's there. upside down this there's a lot of really cool shots in this i have to full shout out to paul anderson like this good job with a lot of a lot of that stuff in this because like any kind of swinging shot to the ships that we get when we're over neptune later just so cool and hats off i really enjoyed those yeah it, it really does make it like dynamic you get the scope yeah. of um of what's going on yeah um, but yeah, we go to the the Lewis and Clark, mm-hmm. the new adventures of Lewis and Clark. <laughs> yeah, setting off, uh, and we're meeting uh, meeting our crew. Yeah, they're ready for launch, and they're ready to launch now. Times of the essence. They got a fifty some odd day journey to go. Pretty much, yeah. Well, and we also learned later that they were. I think they were all on shore leave, or whatnot. Yeah, and they got basically press not press gang, but called up no. unexpectedly. The, yeah. Well. Uh, this is where we meet our crew. Uh, we got uh, Miller mm-hmm. is the captain, and Lawrence Fishburne, yep. who is fucking great He's in awesome. this. Like a lot of people are really good. Oh, everybody's uh, in this. good in this. I, everybody, nobody is like the weak link, which is great. And well, it's a small cast, yeah. so it really does help out. Yeah. Uh, they got the uh, little Skittles at Engineers, little baby bear Justin. Yeah, and I've uh, seen him in a bunch of stuff, but I can't remember <laughs> what. <laughs> he is uh, that guy. He's one of those that guy actors. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, he's the youngest one on the crew and mm-hmm. the youngest engineer. He looks all of about 20. Mm-hmm. They just hand, <laughs> gave him a wrench and said, you're an engineer <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, he's like, I'm a natural. Uh, then um, Peters is... Um, what did Peters do? She's, I think she's one of the, not the medical officer, but doesn't she assist in medical? Because she always seems to be in medical. She, yeah, Peters is something, something. on the ship. Yep. Um, she has a son in a wheelchair. Yes. His legs are fucked. <laughs> putting putting it in the most scientific terms of 2047. I'm being super clinical right now. <laughs> <laughs> them legs uh, are fucked sorry Mrs. peters i regret to inform you that your son's legs are irreparably fucked <laughs> they're just 
all of them basically below just fucked fucked all of his legs just just goofed goofed (laughs) up all over (laughs) there's nothing the medical science of 2047 can do for him they're just they're just foobar Mm -hmm. ma'am i I regret (laughs) to inform you that your son's legs are Mm, yeah uh you know uh, so good day. But it's okay. Uh, we wheelchair technology is uh, super cool now. <laughs> a lot of technology is still pretty much where you'd expect it. It's, a lot of technology seems to be stuck in 1997. <laughs> it's weird. A lot of technology seems to be courted by 2047. <laughs> it's just yeah. <laughs> My favorite was when they get to the ship's log and it's a CD, and I, I was like, "That's adorable. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's the most awesomest thing." <laughs> <laughs> it's like all of the stuff. It just looks like it's 1997. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like ah, the far off future that we can imagine of 2047. Uh, I mean, that's always the problem with the yeah the future is because you can't you know you can't predict stuff like that you know. No, but it is just it is great. Like the CD gets stuck in the drive. Like, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking CD. What is that? An HD DVD? Probably. Yeah. Oh, who else is in the crew? Uh, DJ mm-hmm. Jason Isaacs. Yep. The, the medic- doctor. Yep. The medical officer. We have. Smitty, played by Simon Pertree, or Sean Pertree. He uh, is mm-hmm. the pilot. Yep. Uh, Cooper. We're hanging with Mr. Cooper. Mm-hmm. He's the rescue specialist on this search and recovery He's mission. Great. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Stark. What is the, uh, the Stark? The XO. The XO, yeah, played by Jolie Richardson herself. Yep. So. Yeah, we got a, we And, of course, we have Sam Neill. And uh, yeah, so they're prepping. They're getting ready to uh, go into uh, not cryo sleep, but stasis. I guess is the word for it, right? Stasis pods. Yeah, they call. I think they said it as a grav couch. Grav couch. Yeah. Yeah, and they're like, "All right, well, we got to get on it. We're well, this ship's leaving now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're hauling we gotta ass get to, to Neptune. Neptune. Yeah. And um. It is interesting because they are. It's like fifty days out, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just kind of like, what's the rush? Well, I, what, are they going to be more dead? <laughs> well, I They've guess that's caught. like. I guess that's like they use their kind of short, uh, not you know, I'll use warp drive or something to jump, give them a boost, and that's how long it's going to take them. Because I'm sure, you know, fifty days is better than you know the fucking years it would take to actually fly there. Well, yeah, I know they're not going, like, fucking Voyager style. Yeah. Where you, you know, pick up and find that bald chick. Mm. But, yeah, they, uh, they're like, okay, we gotta get going. It is, it is fast-paced. We don't actually really get to, to meet everybody until a little bit later. Yeah. They're just, like, skipping, getting into their skivvies and yeah, hopping into their We're, their we're on a rush tank. just like them, because they want to get back home, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay, here we go. And then, boom, they're off. And Sam Neill is awoken um, in the middle of it and drains the water and just kind of walks around. And we get a, a jump scare of, like, a, like one of the sleeping bays just, like, opening mm-hmm. and startles him. And then on the bridge, um, he sees Claire. Yeah. And like, don't worry, I'm going to take care of everything. And she opens her eyes and there's no eyes in it. No eyes. 
That's a this movie hates eyes. <laughs> just doesn't want anybody to see shit. Yeah. So, and that that freaks him the fuck out. As and then he wakes anybody. up. Yeah. Yeah. And he's uh, he's flipping out and like almost drowning himself in the back to tank. Yeah. He's having an adverse reaction to waking up, and they get him out, and he starts coughing up uh, whatever liquid I guess that is. And uh, Cooper offers him a cup of coffee, and he doesn't understand the question. He's like, yeah, do you want any coffee? And he's like, huh? I'm sorry? Like, coffee, it's, it's, it, you drank it. Yeah. Oh, no, thank yeah, you, no. I don't read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he, uh, then Cooper decides to sexually harass his commanding officer. Mm-hmm. It's fine, it's fine. Um, yeah, and uh, Peter's looking at home movies of the sick kid. Uh, we also get more with... Uh, with Miller, who's like, hey, I, I really did try to get somebody else. Yeah, like, I tried to like, uh, get, like, because, you know, I guess that she and her, her husband are split up, so they share custody of the, the kid, and so she has to miss Christmas, but she'll get him in the summer, and he tried to, Miller tried to make it so that wouldn't happen. Shows that Miller really cares about his crew, and I like that. That that is the one thing, yeah, because Miller is uh, cold and distant to Weir, mm-hmm. and he's commanding, but you can tell he gives a shit. Yeah. Like, he runs a tight ship, mm. but is not, uh, yeah. Will suffer no fools. Exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, they get their introductions out of the way, <laughs> now that we've been asleep in the same room for 50 days. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, you know, uh, Inter- yeah, introductions and what the hell they're actually doing there yeah. is to recover the event horizon. Dr. Mm-hmm. Weir uh, developed the warp drive yeah. that's used on the event horizon. And I guess designed the ship as well. And uh, Smitty is just like, fuck this, this isn't true, fuck you. Because I guess to the public, they said the event horizon exploded, all hands lost. What a... <laughs> What a tragedy. Spun in the sea to Japan. <laughs> yeah. Henry Blake no was survivors. Captain. Yeah. Yeah. And like, no, no, no. Actually, it just, uh, well, here's what it does. And he explains that the event horizon is <clears throat> designed to do faster than light travel, mm-hmm. which is impossible. Because uh, that motherfucker Einstein going yeah. around finding relativity and shit, we were fine before him. Mm-hmm. What I love about this scene is I know exactly what he's talking about because I watch Interstellar so much. Yeah. He yeah, explains they, uh... it the exact same way Romilly does in Interstellar. <laughs> yep. Well, and I, I think that's... I've seen the explanation done several times yeah. at a lot of places, and that's why I was able to pick up on Interstellar so quick. I was like, oh, yeah, it's kind of like a Venter. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, essentially... What's the fastest uh, distance between two points? There is a straight line, right? Mm-hmm. Except if you fold, and he uses a pinup model. Yeah. If you fold that, and you put a hole in it, and you join the two points together, then you could pass through way quicker. Yeah. Like if you have a piece of paper, in that example. And so what it's doing is it's just going elsewhere to get to where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And what's in between that elsewhere? Don't worry about it. Don't. Don't. Doesn't matter. Don't don't fear it. It's the darkness. Just, it's it's where questions go unanswered, and darkness dwells greatly. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. You won't believe your eyes because you won't have any. You will not have any. Better if you don't, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, the people that I've seen without the eyes seem to be doing a-okay. <laughs> I know. They seem to be doing pretty well. I mean, you get that. You get swole. Mm-hmm. You're just chucking people left, and right, and all your center. all your other senses like go up, like you know, however many other degrees. You'll be like Daredevil. So remove That's your exactly... eyes, be like Daredevil, and Daredevil That's would exactly not be affected happened. by the event horizon. Huh? Think about that. I... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they find the uh, the last. Uh, transmission of the event horizon and it's just a garbled mess and like yeah well yeah not even like they're speaking english out there <laughs> no well it's all screaming and terrifying uh you know noises but sam, sam neil says that they got this transmission once the event horizon ping backed ping back on i guess the radar around neptune and they couldn't get anything out of it but they do uh dj is able to decipher uh, a latin phrase he thinks that somebody say liberate me or save me save me yeah save. somebody <laughs> save me it's a latin smallville reference <laughs> who would have yeah. thought it what a mystery <laughs> 2047 <laughs> they're still watching it <laughs> and translated it into latin <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's so much better and it's native latin <laughs> Ten seasons. Who would have thought? <laughs> My favorite's the one where Pete goes street racing. <laughs> I love the Justice Society episode most. Because I wanted to be as fast as you, Clark. Yeah, then he comes back because he's he, he like what? Not eats kryptonite bubble gum, but he guess he chews kryptonite bubble gum and he becomes like Plastic Man. Huh? Yeah. I I don't know. That's where I quit. I quit when Pete <laughs> you, started street you, you racing. You quit at the street racing, and there's nine more seasons. <laughs> it just kept fucking going. I was well because it was like I was like, this is the dumbest fucking thing. You have not only jumped the shark, you found more sharks. Yeah. You found more things to jump. <laughs> I love that show. Uh, I yeah, I quit things too quickly. Um. So yeah, they have to dock with it now. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's huge, and I, I do love that the this this massive, uh, dick shaped ship. <laughs> yeah, it's just I mean, you look at it. It's, <laughs> I guess you know. It's a giant dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they gotta they gotta board the shaft because it has the uh, the warp drives in the back <laughs> with all the other the title in the balls Christmas of the ship. Doesn't even have yeah. balls. It has. It's like uh, it's like got wings or something yeah it has a fucking uh, the shaft if you will is made of a meat grinder which is fucking gnarly well not that sh- that's the that's the uh hallway into the core mm-hmm. but the the one that they dock into is like the shaft that goes it's where miller eventually sets the charges oh yeah that's right yeah that big tube room which thinks to me would serve no functional purpose um, yeah, it's like a really to, long hallway. It's a long hallway to the other part of the ship, which is a the life raft part. And well, then yeah, the back the front, of that. Of the sh- yeah, the front half's the life raft, back half's the core propulsion system, yeah. I guess. The, the business half <laughs> yeah. of the ship. And, yeah, so they're, 
you know, they, they latch on with the umbilicus and it's like, oh, be careful. That's not load bearing. You're like, fuck, it's now. It is now. Mm-hmm. And they, Weir really wants in because, you know, that's what he's it's all yeah. about. It's his ship. His ship. And that's, that's been missing. Yeah. And that's one of the things, like, because Weir eventually just fucking loses it. Oh, yeah. And I really wish we got a little bit more time to have him descend into madness. Yeah, no, that's one of those things where would be so better to get even more what that kid. Because I get it. He has a connection with the ship because I guess he built it and yada, yada, yada. But just fleshing some of that out more and just, ex- yeah, just giving that more time to just, you know. Because that, I think, is great to... Just he's just continually is like trying to rationalize what's going on, but even he is affected and he can't escape it. Because I love that moment when he finally turns coat. Mm-hmm. It's so kind of fucking scary in itself. Where I'm exactly where I need to be. Yeah, he is off the fucking reservation. He's lost it. <laughs> he's completely lost it. But yeah, they're gonna send. Um... They send Miller, uh, they send Justin, and uh, Peters, right? Mm-hmm. To because they're like they they have readings, uh, but the readings don't work. Mm-hmm. They get like weird trace readings, and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and ship has no oxygen. It's ice cold, um, so nobody would be alive anyway. But yep. they they go through, you know, one bit at a time. Um, and Weir wants in, but like Miller's like, no, yeah, get the fuck st- out of here. You stay in the, you stay in you the kind of command deck, the, and, the bridge. Yeah, yeah, and you guide us through. Oh, and can we talk about the Lewis and Clark bridge and the captain's chair and how it's like weirdly hanging? Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I actually like that design. That seems so fucking. Of course, they would in the future, but that just goes into the if we can also to the whole set design of the entire movie. I love the style of it, like their uniforms and just the look the, of the interiors of the ship. The uniforms that also have like printed on them who the fuck they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And yeah, the design of the ship, which and you can tell between the two ships too. Like yeah. one of my favorite bits, and I was like, this makes so much sense, is in the Lewis and Clark's um, airlock. It goes down below so that you can get into the airlock. You can't actually get to the airlock without moving the whole floor down, which mm-hmm. is like seems to be another like protection. Yeah. It's such a thing. cool. Ah, oh man, that is true too. Yeah, there's so much neat stuff in the, yeah, the whole look of the movie. It's really, really stand out. I really appreciate it because it that even has its own because it could so easily just riff off of things like Alien, which I think would is kind of its closest, uh, kind of thing that kind of you know what I mean as a concept. The Lewis and, and Clark definitely reminds me of the Nostromo. Yeah, like it has a little bit of its design. Yeah. yeah. So they kind of, it's almost like kind of spiritual companion, if you will. Um, so, yeah, that that's all really, really great. Love it. Because that's so much, like, if you pay attention, and I think that's the benefit of giving, of re-watching the movie, is you can catch those little details that, you know, people put in. Like, uh, everybody's uh, suit also has their country of origin, or at least their kind of home country, I guess. So Sam mm-hmm. Neill's is the... Uh, 
guess it's Australia, right? But it has like New Zealand. New, right? New Zealand. It has also like the Aboriginal uh, kind of, I guess, the variation, I guess you'd say, uh, and whatnot. And yeah, all that stuff's really neat. I <laughs> like. It's one of those movies where I really like looking at those details. I guess is what I mean. But yeah, they go out in there, and it's just plume of fucking smoke comes out when they open the the airlock mm-hmm. and you see all the like the frozen tools which matches the dream from the beginning of the movie yep. and yeah they use their they have mag boots mm-hmm. and they trudge along um yeah they start out in medical which has never been used it looks completely new and uh you get that uh you get like a nice little jump scare though where like a glove goes in front of Miller, yeah, and he flips shit. Yeah, it fucking worked on me. Where I was like, ah, oh, goddamn, what is it? Yeah, it's just a glove floating in the, the floating in the ship. Hmm. Um. But yeah, and then they go through. The, the Justin, the engineer, goes into the the core, um, which has like a fun house, like of spinning whirring blades. That mm-hmm. it's it's it reminds me of two things. One is like a fun house where you know you're walking but then the room's spinning so it makes you feel all fucking dizzy yeah it's one of those or a meat grinder <laughs> yeah also reminds me of like you remember the some of those riddler traps Riz, riddler puzzle rooms in arkham city with the grinder yeah. things yeah that too and like the whole thing just reads as evil Mm-hmm. Just... Yeah, what <laughs> fucking psychopath designed something like this? <laughs> just... And then you get into the core, and the core also looks evil. Yeah, just uh, like that of a nightmare. Like... It's this ball that has multiple rings spinning mm-hmm. around it. Yeah, three magnetic uh, the... rings is what uh, Dr. Weir says. And it has like this texture to it that gives it kind of a, I want to say a runic kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least to me, this is what and, feels most Warhammery, if I'd say. Like this feels very like kind of something out of Warhammer 40k. And yeah, all the the texture on the walls because it's this big fucking room, and mm-hmm. it, that kind of reminds me of like Cerebro, yeah. even where you go in, uh, and it has like the water because of the moat around the big rings mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, yeah, that's. It, it just it's looks... It's wicked. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It is so cool. And it's, it it gets... Uh, fucking... He gets whammied in it. That's mm-hmm. where our first whammy... I'm going to call it whammying. Because um, he looks at it, and it opens and pulls him through. Well, the what happens is... And this is something that kind of builds as we're going through and everybody's exploring the ship. The gravity drive, I guess, turns on... And so, as Dr. Weir will explain later, once those three rings align, that's what opens the uh, thingamajig and kind of creates that mini black hole effect. And yeah, that's when that portal opens. And yeah, uh, he gets he gets whammied. Yeah, he gets, well, pulled through. And actually, honestly, probably gets the worst of it because he gets to, he goes through yeah, the portal. Yeah, he sees what's on the other side. And like... It fucks Whatever him Whatever that might be. Yeah, and so Cooper comes in, has to come in and save him. And, like, because they, they all have, like, a winch system to mm-hmm. drag him back, but that won't work. So 
they have to like drag him in and he becomes essentially catatonic. Yeah. Um because as we will uh come to find out, it's like a portal basically to hell. Or or what, something adjacent something, to hell. Hell is pretty much all the only word we could use to describe it, which is something that I again that unexplained, unknown aspect to it. It's great because Weir will explain later. It's he's pure chaos. Like where our universe has law and order. That is a that is a place that runs on absolute chaos. And that's a super warhammery thing mm-hmm. that's what the chaos marines are as they go through the warp mm-hmm. and it makes them go it changes them yeah. forever and there's like all demonic chaos demons and you know mm-hmm. i'm not 100 percent versed in everything warhammer 40k but i do enjoy oh warhammer. fuck no i'm not either um and then uh, also kind of reminds me um in terms of like what the people do to themselves and like the final look of weir mm-hmm. um of a kind of a hellraiser mm-hmm. vibe like because that opens a portal to like a pain dimension okay where yeah. like i haven't the, watched hellraiser so the uh the puzzle box opens a door or like opens up a gateway to um where pain and pleasure the intersection of that mm. so it's kind of like a bdsm hell mm-hmm. and that's where and the centipedes are from and so on that's what and that's what they're all about gotcha, is the okay. intersection of pain and pleasure um and that's why the the look of them is like we're at the end where he's like all scarred up and yeah stuff. not we at the beginning because that would be a real <laughs> that would really be, be a give out give away they wouldn't let him yeah they wouldn't let him nature. on the show like, are you <laughs> kind of like, sex weirdo are you why are you covered in pins samuel um but like the the scarring and everything mm-hmm. definitely does like that kind of idea, yeah. And you solve the you solve the puzzle box, and then you end up in a fucking place where you get hooks all over your fucking thing, like Jason Isaacs gets. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah kind of like that. Um, that was fucking brutal. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty harsh. <sighs> yeah. Oh, reminded me of fucking. You might have never seen it, but there's this movie, Jennifer Lopez and Vince Vaughn. And Vincent D'Offre, and I think it's called Cell. Yeah, where she goes into yeah. the serial killer's mind. Yeah, that I that movie always stuck with me and left a huge impression because that the guy I can't remember the guy's name. It's Taron something. He's a phenomenal like visual director, but so many cool, just scary fucking so much <laughs> scary imagery in that movie, and just great costume design as well. Sorry for the tangent. Anyway, we will continue. Uh, do it. Um, but yeah, that's where they also get the because uh, Peters in in the bridge gets see they see the corpse and that corpse has no eyes and is all scarred up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, what the fuck happened to that guy? And we also we see like the lights because the lights aren't all there. But yeah, the back they flicker. wall has yeah. Well, then you see like the the skulls and like the viscera mm. that's dried to the back of the walls yeah like people just like that ship moved at such a speed that they just exploded into the inside of the ship and almost fused with it or something it's yeah it's an excellent visual effect when she's walking through and it's just flickering and you're like oh god yeah this happens before justin gets pulled yeah, in. but yeah. like i said that this is all the tension building up to that moment and when he, as he gets pulled in, it causes a big 
like ripple mm-hmm. of of energy and it that it hits the Lewis and Clark and causes damage to it. Mm-hmm. And it's also why they have to spend the rest most of the movie on the event horizon. Yeah. Cuz it's too damaged to even keep them alive. But unfortunately, the event horizon only has about 20 hours worth of air. Mm-hmm. And uh they got to fix it in 20 hours <laughs> to get like, out of there. Seems like they have a lot of space and very little air. I just don't. Uh, that was weird. Also, here's another thing that I was wondering. This is my own just little quibble. Is if this is like a rescue mission, why are they only sending like seven people? Um, I think because it's been so long. Hmm. I don't know. You think they'd that... send like a bit more of a... You know, a response. No, I would, I would imagine that they're like, oh, they're they're hella dead. Like, <laughs> yeah, but not even to like, you know, I don't know if you have to like tow the ship or something. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's more just like uh, we're gonna investigate and see what the fuck's happening. Yeah, it's a military thing, that, yeah. but yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't it's know. necessarily it's a, a rescue mission anymore. Yeah, yeah that's I guess right. if it is. Yeah. You're looking at the dudes in the pods. Mm-hmm. But well, like, yeah, because they, they have... do say that, like uh, Miller says, like uh, you know, find any survival survivors, and then kind of assess the situation. I guess he says in the movie. So, but you know, you'd imagine they're very dead. Oh, totally. Um, but yeah, the air is the air is running out. Uh, they put Justin in the medical bay. And uh, a lot of infighting here mm-hmm. um, because uh, Cooper's, you know, says like, no, that he was pulled in. Yeah, like the core, the core was stopped. It had the rings aligned, and Weir is like, no, you, you're, you're, you're a delusional idiot. Yeah, like you didn't happen. <laughs> it was gravitational reflection. Refraction. Yeah, and- that absolutely is impossible. Trust me, I designed it. And he's trying to like completely dismissing what cooper's saying so of course cooper's getting pissed and this is another point where i do like captain miller because he he doesn't diminish what cooper said he's like i believe him that he saw something so you have to give me a rational explanation because i know he's not lying yeah he's not making something you have to give me something and he's like no let's just go to the gateway Mm -hmm. let's go there and um uh stark and miller and weir go to the gateway uh, and examine it. And it's like, as you can see, nothing. Like, you know, it's still spinning. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and Miller is like, no, we're quarantining this whole fucking area. Yeah. Cause this I looks like a it. doom room. And uh... <laughs> this looks like a doomsday device <laughs> from a Republic serial villain. <laughs> yeah. This looks like Ozymandias is gonna like fucking <laughs> drop this on New York. So we're gonna close this bitch up and not talk about it. <laughs> And Weir is uh, upset yeah. uh, at the because uh, it's his creation, mm-hmm. and this is where I think having more because like we get a little bit of the things that it uses because the ship has its hooks into people yeah and the it, the things that it uses to get its hooks into you mm-hmm. but like also another one because Starks doesn't cross the threshold down below into the core mm-hmm. um, but the other two do and they all get whammied yeah. she doesn't. That's a, more to my... Well, uh, yeah, but we again, see... with, with Cooper, he might not... Uh, uh, 
again, if more time would have been, Cooper might have been able to prove that too. But you know, because Cooper was down there too. Cooper was down there, but I think he was more focused on on uh, Justin that he doesn't look at the core directly. Yeah, and he was in a suit, so it's possible that he didn't see it. But what we do see is that the doctor, we have a shot of his eye, and we can see that it's like imprinting, like the ring structure, mm-hmm. like the, the lights are around his eye. And that's the term I used in my notes was imprinting, mm-hmm. like it imprints on you. And I think that's where the doctor kind of gets, I guess, what, indoctrinated? Well, I mean, I think it's even because. There has to be something. There's. It almost feels like there's something going on even before that because he's having dreams when they're still over orbit on Earth. So I feel like once the ship has returned back to, I'll even say, our universe from wherever the fuck it's been for seven years, you know, they say it. The ship's alive. So I think it even has that. It's calling out. It's to him. calling out to him, especially him specifically, because and this is where more time with the movie would have been great because I feel like he so wants to be in that ship and kind of a part of it because he's there's like an element of you know he's lost his wife and that's everything he's got left really that's everything that he's kind of devoted to that and that's what it's even using to more like you know you can't let him destroy me can't let him you know that's why you're going to to help me so on and so forth yeah it's using his two loves Mm -hmm. well in the the movie interestingly it it sets it up that you think like that sam neil is going to be the good guy yeah like that he's going to be the hero because it, it follows him mm-hmm. for most of it. He's our POV. I mean, he's arguably character. our protagonist <laughs> to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, up to a point, up to I'd a say point, that. Yeah. And then after, after that point, then Miller and everybody else take over. But, uh, yeah, that's, um, they see it and then he, uh, he gets hit in with the eye. Um, though I guess counter to this, Peters also starts seeing things now, because mm-hmm. uh, she sees things in the med bay, and it's her son. We see it; it's like in a tent mm-hmm. thing, a medical tent. <laughs> I don't know what the term is, um, but she like pulls it back, and in the the tube is her son, and his legs are even more fucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the doctor shows up again. And he's like, "Well, see, even more fucked. See? Double foobar." Uh, yeah. Yeah, these uh these lesions here mm-hmm. shouldn't be here in yeah. normal legs. Yeah. So all um, all of his legs are fucked again. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I haven't seen legs this fucked in a long time. Ah. Since your son came in last. <laughs> yeah. Ah. <laughs> oh, wow. my dreams. They're my event horizon. That's uh oh gosh. Um but yeah, and then she's seeing things uh too now. So um as they're kind of working more on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where the power drains, right? They're, they have like a big power drain. Mm-hmm. And um, it's more of the ship kind of fucking with everybody. Pretty much, yeah. Um, but yeah, Justin has like, he fucking seizures. He convulses has a on seizure. the, yeah, and he's just foaming at the mouth almost and i don't i don't remember exactly what he said but he's basically like don't turn it on the darkness on the other side something to that effect yeah man because he he makes it but man is he gonna be fucked oh there's he's gonna be like the next michael myers of 2047 
well, he's he's got like some severe trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, he went to the other and side so, and came back. Right, and uh, the doctor has to go in. So the inside of the core, he has to open up a panel in one of the walls of the evil ass room and crawl <laughs> through an even more evil looking vent. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I only built this thing for evil applications. Yeah. yeah, the government gave me a grant for evil. <laughs> for just pure evil. Wow. Uh, and he has to take out like a motherboard from a like a Dell computer mm-hmm. and take that out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the lights flicker and he starts hearing things too. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's Claire. Yeah, I think it is too. Um, so it's, it's getting to all of them, but he's not listening to reason uh, like, no, anybody too. <laughs> Cause the captain sees in the courtroom too. He sees a, a, a man just on fire mm-hmm. like there and the flame effects. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rising out I, of, I guess the moat around the doom ball. And it, it, he is visibly shaken. Yeah. And yeah, now they after they solve the crisis, they all reconvene, and are just like, I know what I fucking saw. I felt the heat. Something's on the ship. Yeah, something the is cabins. not right. Yeah, and Weir's just like, Nah, it's the uh, you know must have been solar wind. <laughs> yeah, you know, fucking your it's it's just space fright. That's what it is. It's uh, it's gas. Uh, reflecting off of uh, Venus, and uh, it's a hot it's air not... balloon, everybody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, his old man Smithers all along. He didn't. He wanted to. He wanted to use this ship, and he would have got away with it too. Dude, if it hadn't been for those, those kids. Crew. Yeah. Oh, Scooby Doo on the Event Horizon. That would be excellent. That's a crossover that nobody needed. <laughs> uh. Zoink, Scoop! <laughs> I'm I've seen the darkness, Scoop! I've, I've seen it! Can't let me go in the darkness, Scoop! Well, Miss Sodomizing Fred with a rope with a pipe! Yeah, damn. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, the... I don't think the ship is is, is alive. Uh, so with the, the long and short of it, the... Well, and Starks even comes up to Miller it's like, yeah, I think that it came back with the black hole, and it's you know, it it brought something with it, but I was like, "That is fucking stupid." <laughs> that is the silliest shit. Everything I've heard you all just day. said is the dumbest fucking thing. I am going to demote you, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to write you a strongly worded letter explaining why, point by point, everything you said was the dumbest thing. Like, yeah, he he really dresses. He really bad. does. And for a guy who was like everything, you know, so reasonable before, you know, like I'm all ears for everything. That's yeah, yeah. But again, maybe that's and... the ship just kind of because at one point, like they're just like talking and fucking uh, Sean Pertree is gonna beat the shit out of Weir. DJ grabs him and nearly slits his throat with a scalpel. Well, yeah, it's just it, like I it think the ship's just yeah, like making everybody especially since they're not aware of it yet like kind of you know fucking with their brains almost Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and yeah, because he's spending most of it just welding the other, like a, a repair job on the Lewis and Clark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, him and Cooper. So, um, but yeah, the the ship is uh, continues to fuck with them. They hear some more noises and they retreat back to the bridge and it's like they close the door to the bridge and like it starts pounding on the metal and mm-hmm. like leaving indents and Weir's just like open it. Open the door. Open it. Open the door. Open the pod bay door. Open the pod bay door. Let's. I mean, he's knocking nicely. Let's see. Yeah. And Maybe it's like, a velociraptor. What the fuck is wrong with you? No, we're not going to open the door. And uh, when they get done with that, um, Justin is now in the airlock and just like looking at it Mm. like outside and he's locked the door and he's going to open up the outside. And yeah, this is what I like. It's really terrifying because he's been catatonic and then he goes in and he just calmly like, I don't want to live anymore. After the things I've seen, I'm better off. Mm -hmm. You'd be better off too. And even what makes it be more effective is he gets past that point where he just goes back, like his brain clicks back on and realizes where he is and the situation he's in. This might be the most harrowing part of the entire movie. Well, yeah, and he's just like, as as they call the captain, like, you gotta get over here. Because mm-hmm. he's on, over on the ship, too, on the he's other ship. He's not wearing a decompression suit. And yeah, he's gonna open the door. And yeah, his brain kicks back on as the countdown goes. Mm-hmm. And he realizes that he can't do anything about it. And yeah, the captain has to be like, okay, breathe out. Yeah. <laughs> get out, like, get into a fetal position. And it just, like, like, oh, it fucks him up, man. Yeah. It, uh, Oof. Uh, what? Yeah, it like boils him almost. Pretty much, like yeah. It, well, I mean, he starts to decompress. Like, he literally, you know, he pretty much survived the initial set, the worst seconds of his life, I guess you'd say, when the as it started. Because I think that, I'm pretty sure that is what happens. Your blood basically boils and you explode. <laughs> but they managed to save him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they managed to, like, the captain grab, gets in and has managed to shut the outside door. Mm hmm. Um, and rush him in, but yeah, he is. I would have thought for sure he'd be dead, but yeah. for some reason they see fit to save him. Yeah, they're able to, I guess, patch him up because he seems like he's losing a lot of blood. And then they put him in stasis because I guess that's pretty much the only place he can keep him for now. Well, and that yeah, the uh, they say like yeah, we got him stabilized. He's not gonna be pretty, but he'll be alive. Yeah. And yeah. Jesus, they have four hours left. That's, yeah, um, twenty hours goes by fast when you can't breathe, right? And yeah, I have that the captain confronts Weir about his bullshit, like calls mm-hmm. him on it, like why did he fucking do that? He's like, what did it do? Where does it go? Mm-hmm. And everything that he can, all Weir can say in response is, I don't know. I have no mm-hmm. idea. I don't know. I don't even know where it sent them. We said we apparently all uh, Proxima Centauri is just fucking nightmare zone. Yeah, well, because it's it it just went off. It it got a safe distance away. It went through the gate, and then yeah, they activate fucking yeah they activate the gravity drive. It disappears, but it doesn't make it to Proxima Centauri. I guess. 
Yeah, and they never saw fit to send, like, a fucking test animal or anything through the gate. <laughs> yeah, you build the whole thing, you gotta send a whole crew. I mean, come on. Yeah, you gotta send... You gotta build a whole full-scale model of your gravity <laughs> drive before you use it. Exactly. What are you gonna do? You wanna accidentally cause a black hole to swallow Mars? Because that's essentially what they're doing. They're essentially, like, this is like the horror version of Interstellar. Like, they got all the data from the black hole. <laughs> you know... This is how they're going to do it. Yeah, and it doesn't send you to some, like, infinite version of a of a house. No. Uh, a you knock over books. And, uh, <laughs> doesn't send you a fucking, doesn't leave you drifting outside of Saturn for Cooper Station to pick you up. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they, uh, the captain is now also hearing things and uh, reveals to... Uh, the ship's doctor, DJ. What he's yeah, DJ about what he's seeing, uh, is that he saw. This is just a. It's a. It's really effective. Mm -hmm. Just that he was a uh, on the Goliath, huh. and uh, I know, right? I was like, yeah, huh, uh, yeah, I know. I said the same thing. I was like, funny how things work out. <laughs> and uh, the the ship they had to evacuate, mm -hmm. and there was a crew member that was caught and wasn't able to escape and and just the whole thing have you ever seen fire in zero gravity mm. it's beautiful it it floats and dances and i just kept up with him like waves and engulfed him and he kept asking me to save him but i did the only thing i could mm. and i just got out of there and it's that guilt that is the hook mm -hmm. that the ship has on him yeah that's the person that keeps showing up uh basically flame-broiled screaming why didn't you help me miller yeah and um dj is listening to it again and he's like i the listening to the distress call i think my latin wasn't as good i think it's to say uh, save yourself from hell mm -hmm. it's like funny how translations work like that when they're surrounded by absolute terror and agony <laughs> Uh, so they're able to to repressure the Lewis and Clark, get it ready to go. Um, and as they're doing that, they finally decode the video. Yeah. So of and the final log. Yeah, because they had they initially looked at the log, and Doctor Weir was like, "Ah, there's Captain Kilpatrick, yeah, captain of the ship, and he's the guy. Guess is just big fan of Latin because he says a Latin phrase right before they head off, uh, like turning on the gravity drive." And he's the guy that is repeating Latin phrases in the following blood orgy. Six Emperor Tyrannus! <laughs> Take these! <laughs> just, just jumping, killing President Lincoln. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so... Oh, man. The things that we see. Um, I think one guy's being choked with barbed wire. Yeah. Um, Someone, like... It's a lot of, like, violence and sex, it looks like. Mm -hmm. Another guy has, like, a whole fist in his mouth. Yeah, and he's ripping out his own intestines, I think. Uh, um, hmm. What the, else? Someone, <laughs> someone ripped out their eyes and are presenting That's them the to us. I don't... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, lots of lots of nightmare fuel. Just unadulterated just, nightmare fuel. But real what quick. I will say uh, is that... What I like about it is that it's super effective because it isn't gratuitous. 
Well, because it doesn't linger on anything. No. It's all just like flashes Split of Split second like... horror. Split second horror. Leave you, Give your brain just enough to vomit. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, you totally could. And I think there are, like I said, there was they filmed more of that. Well, yeah. And we're yeah. going to have more in. You know, but... Have variety. Enough to choose from. I mean, you know, if you're going to open a buffet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's. The favorite part of the movie, the captain sees that. We're leaving. We're leaving. It's just the most reasonable <laughs> thing anybody has ever said ever. Just, just like like anybody. Like me if it was a haunted house. Mm-hmm. Like fuck this. Yeah, we're done. All right. Pack your shit <laughs> up right. and uh, possibly blow the site up if we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not yeah. Uh, we're going to get a safe distance away, and we're going to obliterate the event horizon <laughs> until, until I'm, I'm sure, satisfied. <laughs> sure it is dust. Fuck this shit. <laughs> like, yeah. Love you, fucking Lawrence Fishburne. That is, oh, man, it is so, like, it is so refreshing because there's so many of these ghost stories where it's like, no, let's hold well, out. It's so much shit where people just act like dumpkisses. It, you know, just let themselves die because they're too pig-headed and stubborn to fucking listen to the alarm bells in their head. This captain's got a good head on his shoulders. He's going to keep people alive. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's, yeah, he had said that, like, that he, <clears throat> after he lost that crew member on the Goliath, that he vowed to never lose anybody again. Mm-hmm. And he was so close. So, so close. But this is where I, you know, where I really... That, that part with Sam Neill where he says, you know, he's Dr. Weir's protesting fucking Miller's plan. And Miller's like, no, 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 this ship's toast. We're getting out of here. And that's when Miller has his fucking whole turn. And you even see it in his eyes. Weird. That, weird, yeah. that's right, yeah. Uh, has that whole turn. You can you just see it. And he's like, I am home. And he fades into the darkness like he's Lamont Cranston. Yeah, well... And they're getting, uh, now they're getting all the things because they got to get, like, they're getting supplies from the um, Event Horizon mm-hmm. to take with them. Because I think they need, uh, including... like, carbon scrubbers or air filter things, right? Tubes? It looks like tubes. they're just grabbing tubes. Yeah, big tubes. Yeah, lots of movie uh, posters on the Event Horizon. They're really important. I think they I think they said they were ship's logs because they keep saying, like, these are charts. We don't need them. Don't need these charts. Don't need them. Yeah, um, I, that, I don't know. Because, like, Peter says we need 25 of something. Yeah. So I thought those were the, what the filters were for the Lewis and Clark. I don't know. But but she ends up looking over and that's and sees the core, and mm-hmm. it imprints on her eye, too. Yeah. And that's where it whammies her, because she tries to get away, and then she sees her kid, and his legs are not fucked, mm-hmm. and he's running along, and she follows. Partly, I think, because of the guilt and yeah. then, like, also just the 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 trick um, of the of the ship, but she follows along as he moves up the kind of the the whole system of the ship mm-hmm. uh, higher and higher, and then tricks her into falling to her death. Yeah, like just through a big hole. Um, and then she she falls, and then Weir comes in and is like, "Oh God, Peters." No. And then he immediately switches. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a weird turn for him because he just was like, I am home. And it's like, not Peters. Yeah. That's what I, this is what I thought. Could he have been that. edited a bit better. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I I would say, so. I would have put the scenes a little bit differently yeah. to where he said, I like, 
I, yeah, I don't know. Because then he needs to fucking... He can't have that conversation with Miller if he's missing his fucking eyes. Yeah, exactly. Ah, man. But yeah, that could have just moved that. Yeah. But, but yes, now he, he is back in his um, house, apartment, mm-hmm. space place. Yeah, space place. Call him. Space place. Yeah, 24-7, this is your hip happening space place. And yeah, he... Um, I think he hallucinates Claire's last moments. Mm-hmm. She's getting ready in the makeup, and he's like, "Oh man, I miss you so much. I'm glad you're here." And then she's getting into the bathtub, and he's just pleading with her not to do it, mm-hmm. and she's not listening because he's talking to a memory. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she slits her wrists, and and as he's lost in his own like sadness, uh, she rises again and like, well, you know, we're, we don't need eyes anymore. Mm-hmm. And he rips his own fucking eyes out. Yep. Bare hand. Bare hand. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, now he, he is... He's committed. Ooh, boy. Yeah? Well, because she opens her eyes and there's no eyes. Yeah, so, you know, got a got a match, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a his and hers idol <laughs> situation. You know. Um. Yeah, fuck. Uh, and he... Now he is he is full blown become the traitor on yeah. the event horizon. He has turned coat and uh, goes to the other ship and like and leaves. He's like, "Oh, we saw him on the airlock. You know, watch out for him. He's he's losing it." And uh, Schmitty's like, "Oh, well, you know, he sees him leave out the airlock. And like, where the fuck is he going?" Mm-hmm. And then investigates and finds that he hasn't set an explosive charge yeah because i don't know if we talked about that but the the middle section the shaft of the cock and balls and the penis that is the fucking event horizon can explode and you can mm-hmm. survive just on the tip while mm-hmm. the the balls are destroyed and left to drift over neptune and miller not miller fuck i keep getting everybody confused weir takes yeah, yeah one of those explosives mm-hmm and yeah, destroys it, which sends Cooper adrift. Yep. Um, but don't worry, because he's adrift, and he's just like, "I gotta blow the air tanks. I'm coming back into this movie, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm not gonna die." And yeah, he does. He does. Uh, yeah. He'll be back in just a minute. Yeah. Um. Fucking uh, Miller is just like uh, talks to DJ and says, "Well, uh, Weir's gone crazy. He's blown up our ship. We need to find a new way out." Mm-hmm. And DJ's like, I got him. I'll take care of him. And immediately gets <laughs> caught. It's like fucking, oh, poor guy. And, yeah, gets uh, vivisected alive. Mm-hmm. Like, he just starts dissecting him on the operating table with it, you know, and, and leaves him in a display for Miller to find with his organs out yep. and just hanging there. <laughs> In just a very gruesome fucking fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he uh, Miller sees that he grabs some sort of weapon. It looked like it was a rivet gun. Yeah, that's what that's what I thought it was. <laughs> like, yeah, it, <laughs> would, it, it looks would make like sense. it shoots. Yeah, it shoot. Yeah, spikes is almost what it looks like. But yeah, that's why I was thinking it was like some sort of like for space riveting. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was in the space Titanic. <laughs> yeah, these space bolts. 
that's that's what happens when you go into space everything gets that yeah uh, everything gets, gets the prefix yep. yeah yeah um so yeah they get into the into the bridge it's stark still uh there she runs into miller and miller just throws her across the room mm-hmm. just sitting down on the chair of the bridge like you yeah and and his eyes are sewn shut mm-hmm where they're going they won't need eyes yeah, as, any, as he calmly explains to to miller yeah well that's you know he's gonna activate the jump and they're gonna go in there and they're going to be stuck in that chaos dimension forever Mm -hmm. i'll answer your question of where this ship went we're going to go there ourselves see for yeah and it's also he sees visions of the crew just being tortured yeah like split second ones um yeah for forever Mm -hmm. and yeah he's Somehow he gets the gun out of Miller's hands, too. He's very capable for a blind man. <laughs> he really is. Well, he's being guided by forces far, far superior and unknown but to, by by the mere mortals on this ship now. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, shoot me. You'll, mm-hmm. If you miss, you'll decompress the whole ship. And he's like, I won't miss. Uh, he proceeds to miss. He totally um, misses. <laughs> Gotta gotta back that up, huh? <laughs> he's like, you're really overconfident. Oh, because Cooper comes in and he's on the, you know, the window, the view screen mm-hmm. of the of the ship, and he's just like, fuck it, and he shoots it, and it decompresses the ship like Miller fucking told mm-hmm. him it would. And yeah, it sucks him out, sucks Weir out of the ship. Yeah, so he's completely. So he's presumably floating in the dark now, and. Uh, Miller is able to rescue uh, Stark. Stark and get yeah, he like holds the the door is trying to close in order to like seal off the area, and he's able to get her through before she's left behind. Yeah, she he Indiana Jones is her through the the shutting door. Pretty much, and yeah. yeah now they have a new. They have to use the event horizon and and blow the shaft <laughs> so that the load flies out into space and they can be rescued. Yep. And yeah, he's going to set the rest of the charges uh and and go into the gateway and they need to get ready for that. Um and as they Cooper makes it, he's fine. Oh yeah, he totally makes it. I love that. Yeah. And he uh they they both end up in the the life pod section, which fills up with blood. Yeah. It's like The Shining. It is like The Shining. I was like, whoa, that's sudden. Uh, yeah, I was like, where did that come from? Well, the ship was storing it for just that occasion. <laughs> that's like the one thing where I was like, well, is that real? Because they end up covered in blood. Well, I, I mean, like... I keep calling her in my notes Catherine Parr because she's in the Tudors, uh, Julie Richardson. Uh, but yeah, she well, she keeps that. She still is coated in blood until pretty much the very end. Yeah, until the fucking so it life has to be real. Water. Yeah, I know, but I was like, where's all this blood yeah, coming said, from? Ship destroyed it for just the right spooky occasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as uh, Miller is arming it, yeah, you know, they say their goodbyes because he's not coming back. He knows mm-hmm. it. Um, the fucking uh guy from the goliath just starts shooting fire like he's the human torch mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like it's... flame on miller you didn't risk you didn't save me and he goes into the thing uh into the 
the evil core, mm-hmm. which is the only place where this could possibly end. Yeah. And um, I like this because he doesn't give in to the delusion. He's like, that's not, you're not him. Yeah. He died. He's dead. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's weird. Yeah. And As you said, looking like he's a Cenobite now. Yeah. Well, he has eyes now. Mm-hmm. Which was and also it, like, where'd he... Hmm. that's where it kind of like for me it kind of falls apart a little bit there yeah where i'm like i'm cool with it yeah almost like if the ship was still like making hallucinations or something because once it's like this is my avatar it's like well come on man because he just like exploded out the fucking (laughs) yeah (laughs) window like you can't i get that you have to have a bad guy Mm. and yeah you want the climactic dana maw well, also, here's what's fucked up, because spoilers for the end, right? Fucking uh, Stark sees a vision of Sam Neill, but she never encountered him. So how the fuck did no, she know? No, not, not in that form, yeah. yeah. So that's it's more of the ship, I think, mm. kind of fucking with her, because she looks at the... Yeah. She eventually had seen the, the core of the ship. Um, but yeah, I... Um, also, this is some... So uh, Miller attacks him with a stick. He just beats him with a big pinata stick that they were the tubes. Mm-hmm. This is it's minor and nitpicky, but they use some stock ass sound effects in this fight. <laughs> well, they also Did do you that thing that? where they slow mo it, which I really <laughs> didn't like. Like they use the most generic sounding fight sound effects I've ever heard, and it took me out of the whole fight. Yeah. Ooh ah I don't... ah ooh. And I was like, this is not, these aren't horror fight sound effects. Yeah. Would have been these are like, what the fuck is the sound effect? I know it's the end of the movie and you already got my money, yeah. but like, come the fuck on. I mean, what are you doing? It's like it's like the sound designer got bopped on the head. And like... <laughs> it's just like, like that was made on like a Friday afternoon. Yeah, it's just like get the fuck out the door. Gotta get this done. <laughs> but yeah, they they scuffle, and it's like you're gonna be here forever, mm-hmm. and you know overlooks the fact that Miller has a detonator. They blow the charges, um, which separates the two halves of the ship. And causes the the balls half to go parts unknown. <laughs> yeah, the balls are going somewhere they've never been before. No, well, the the countdowns are you know hitting zero, so the gateway activates, and yeah, it yeah basically goes goes wherever the fuck else it was it was before. Yep, and they uh, seventy two days later they're rescued, and uh, Stark gets out of the pod, and then. Yeah, takes off his helmet and it's Doctor Weird and it's all centibited out and she's flipping out and yeah. going nuts and it ends with Cooper like, "No, I'm here to help." Yeah. And it's like, "Sedator, Sedator. we need to calm yeah, her down." Yeah, because there's like a rescue team and it's yeah, it's been like seventy days. And yeah, that's that's it. And then it ends on the end, and then it ends on some banging techno music out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that also was like. Huh, I guess. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I guess he had to end it somehow. Uh, yeah, I mean, that is that is ending music. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a choice. Just... <laughs> you certainly <laughs> did that. 
Uh, and that is um, Event Horizon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that side of, like I said, minor stuff. I really, this is one of those where I wish I had more time to spend. Cause yeah. It's, I'd, I would have liked more of a descent into madness for weird mm-hmm. be, or like, or more time to make him a bit more sympathetic. Cause it seems like he almost kind of turns too quickly for my liking. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like the movie has to, has to seed him as being, you know, connected early and then rely on that for, for that payoff. Yeah. I almost wish this was like a full two hours too to give not just weird, but every member of the crew a bit more time, a bit more breathing room and, kind of see and, see what kind of interesting stuff they could have come up with you know because i mean essentially like i brought it up but like the more i think about it, it is almost like the shining in space mm-hmm. with weir being the jack torrance yeah of the pic you know like and in that regard like it it helps that's one of the things that we should do the shining at some point oh hell yeah but that, down. we could do that in dr sleep yeah that's slow. we need that descent into madness though it would be it would not be as effective if he was just like fine and then boom yeah you know. it's all of a sudden he's next just, day he's crazy yeah he's just, just chopping down fucking axes in this hotel <laughs> yeah you know you need that delbert grady fucking scene you know well yeah this would make claire delbert grady it's you know the, the little bits like that you know you can tell, and I, I have no problem with it being The Shining in Space. A lot of my favorite movies are just this in this. Well, yeah, I mean, know? and it's, you know, I mean, The Shining's even like just a Stephen King's version of a, like a haunted house story, essentially. So, you know, it's all it's all how you use the central conceit. And here, I'll, because I'll, I wrote down my final note for, for Event Horizon, what I wrote down was really dug this great concept, the right shade of gratuitous, excellent cast, more more excellent set design doesn't overstay its welcome a holiday classic <laughs> that's that's right it's uh from our family to yours <laughs> yeah <laughs> just join in on the fire <laughs> get ready for a blood orgy everybody a blurgy <laughs> yeah uh yeah i i think it's uh i think it's just I think it's just good, solid horror. It mm-hmm. is a cult classic status at this point, I'd say, too, yeah, in the well 25 learned. years since its yeah. release. Yeah. And I can totally see why, when it came out, people being kind of you know, turned off by it, because this movie totally fucking tanked. And I, I can understand that, because it like, it's hard to digest, but it's one of those that I think has aged really well. And people that saw it took took all the right lessons like i said I, I you know and talking through it like interstellar and sir chris nolan loved loved a lot of this movie and uh, so on and so forth you know or yeah it doesn't seem like a direct it, it may not be but like it it definitely has its influences on a lot of stuff mm-hmm. like i can tell like yeah similar to blade runner <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah very very cool yeah, um, I really enjoyed this. I really, I, I will watch this again. Like this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's what I meant earlier when I said like a short story almost. Like it's kind of you can open it up, you can you can enjoy it for like an hour thirty six minutes, and then like you know have nightmares for the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That uh, 
that whole scene, the ship's log of it, just fucking. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's worthy of being like the most iconic scene in the whole thing, even though it's like what twenty seconds. It's uh, well, there's just all this like fucked up shit happening <laughs> in the fucking blink of an eye, and then capped off by the best response ever. <laughs> the, the only response. <laughs> it's the only <laughs> real response you should have. Like, oh my god. Uh, I would love to be a fly on the wall and some screenings of that. I imagine there's some. Oh, there's totally there's people totally chuckled. I'm sure after That's, uh... after seeing fucking <laughs> <laughs> some of the stuff. Yeah, that's you know it's what you need. You need that. It's a it's a nice triangle of of elements to like balance each other out. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, I I also like that it's a it is a slow burn. Like there's not a death in the movie until very late. Yeah. I mean, outside of the, like, corpse, I guess, in the event horizon. Well, yeah, but of like, course, but of the main people that we're following, nobody... Yeah, we don't get... Like, somebody doesn't die instantly. Like, I thought Justin would die as soon as he went through the portal, mm-hmm. but, like, no, actually he makes it, yeah. which is weird. <laughs> which is interesting, yeah. <laughs> and, like, you know, who makes it? Oh, yeah, the two two characters that we don't follow all that much not really. actually. No, we like we get a little bit with them, but not not a whole lot. I like that too. Um, yeah, yeah. That actually kind of makes it feel a bit more real. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's just two people that you don't necessarily follow. It's not always the not always going to be the, the hero. Not always going to be the protagonist. Yeah, but solid, solid work. Hell yeah, and uh, yeah. So that. That's that. I hope you're having a Merry Christmas. Yeah. Um. Happy holidays. Uh... <laughs> and uh, if you're feeling real fucking festive, <laughs> tomorrow we got uh, uh, another classic. We're going to wrap up Die Hard. Mm-hmm. You get to listen to that. And uh, I imagine it'll be a real fun one. Yeah. Not like we recorded these out of order. Yippee Kaye, Mother Russia. Yeah, so you know, be on the lookout for that. Uh, if you have any more holiday classics that we should review, just let us know. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll ignore it and pick something else. <laughs> pick something completely, completely <laughs> random of our own volition to amuse ourselves, because that's really yeah. the point. <laughs> that's gonna be the joke, and it's only gonna be funny to us, <laughs> uh, as it should be. That's. That's why we do it. But can you do the Santa Claus? No. <laughs> no. 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 Maybe no, for 4th of obvious. July. You'll be expecting that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. We no. like to keep you on your toes. No. You get net force. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, almost was net force. Almost. You almost missed out on a Scott Bakula Christmas. <laughs> Scott <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> That's it. We should have Bacuthon or like we can figure out a good Bacula to the future. <laughs> we just do all Scott Bacula movies and episodes movies of Quantum he... Leap. I can't even not name enough. Scott. <laughs> not enough. Oh man. Bacula to the future. <laughs> It's a whole theme. You look out, 2024. <coughs> it's the year of the Bacula. <laughs> uh. Ziggy says we got to watch the shows, Sam. <laughs> watch the shows. 
Yeah, I don't. Uh, we'll see. We will see. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, no, it won't. But it should be. <laughs> it should Man, be. if. If I had infinite money, it would be Baculathon all day long. Bacula to the future. <laughs> and on that bombshell, mm-hmm. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. See you. Peace.